On today's episode of Relative Currency... When I entered medical school, I was told I was going to make tons of money and any amount of loans that were necessary would would be fine because it would be justified by my future salary. At the same time, there's also uh, expectations being built up about what type of lifestyle being a doctor uh, means you can afford. Brother, sister, and cousin, we've been relatives for a while. We're chatting about financial things. We're doing it family style. Cryptocurrency, stocks, and loans. Financial literacy. It'll be that and so much more on relative currency. Currency, fine-tuning financial literacy for the middle class. Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to welcome you to Relative Currency, the show where we fine-tune the financial literacy for the middle class. I'm Frank Turner. I'm also here with my co-host Alicia Townsend. We got a lot of stuff to get into. Um, we thank you for joining us for our inaugural um, debut of the show. We're gonna um, take a quick second before we start um, getting into what is relative currency and just talk about who we kind of are so um lisa why don't you or alicia as i as i introduced you originally why don't you jump in uh tell the uh, listeners a little bit about yourself um maybe how we're related and how we know each other and why we're doing this show and what's the point of all this reason for financial literacy or relative currency so to speak hello well i happen to be related to frank turner as his sister, and um, I'm happy to be here. I am an OBGYN physician, and I am married. I have five children, and I enjoy increasing my financial knowledge, and I want to share what I've learned. Um, There's a lot of motivation to be financially literate, considering the future of my family and an exit plan for eventually retiring from my profession. And I enjoy talking, learning, and hopefully here I will be able to do both. Yeah, she she, she didn't do herself justice. That's, she's being very modest. That's my older sister, um, who's of much um, acad- academic fame and, and things and such. So really glad to have her on the show as a, as a resource uh, reference. Um, I, I, as she said, I'm Frank. My name is Frank Turner Jr., full name. Um, growing up, family called me Jay. Uh, I am a 2003 graduate of the University of Miami, bachelor's in computer science. I work as a software engineer currently. Uh, you know, the thing about this show is, you know, you heard about our professor. We're both definitely, you know, uh, you know, a doctor, a software engineer. Those are good professions, but we still have not figured out how to get out of the rat race. You know, we're still, in some cases, um, to be totally transparent, living from paycheck paycheck to paycheck. And it doesn't really make sense because it's not as if, um, I don't own a Bugatti, I don't believe Alicia does either. So it it makes you wonder why um, we're not able to get ahead. So we're gonna examine some of those things on on some of these episodes about why is the American dream, is it really a thing? And what is 
you know, financial independence versus your financial literacy? Can you even be start to think about being independent financially if you're not even literate financially? I, I, guess, I guess those are some of the questions we're going to look at um, as well. So I think it's going to be really exciting as we dive into the different layers of, of things that, you know, we're, we've learned, we're learning. I think that the main thing that I would like all the listeners to know on the show is that we don't know everything. We have not figured out everything. There are some things that we do know um, that we will share and hopefully will help you. But we also encourage you to interact uh, with the show, leave feedback, definitely subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, um, Google Play, podcast, support the show, share it with your friends, get the conversation started, get involved because together we can figure out, I believe, how to uh, best do this. Um, I guess I'm going to throw it back to you, Lisa, and, and just, I know you talked about some some things about yourself, you know, five kids married, wanting to be, you know, financially independent, just share some of the challenges, some of the things that you feel like you just can't, like, like that, that, that you just haven't been able to get your head around as far as why, you know, as far as, you know, with your profession and what you've done as far as your finances, why you haven't been able to achieve financial independence uh, currently. Yeah, so that's an excellent question. My motivation for being here. Um, when I entered medical school, I was told I was going to make tons of money and any amount of loans that were necessary would would be fine because it would be justified by my future salary. At the same time, there's also uh, expe- expectations being built up about what type of lifestyle being a doctor uh, means you can afford. And that lifestyle does not take into account the debt that you have incurred achieving your MD degree or your DO degree. Um, And you come out typically with six figures in um, student loan debt. I was fortunate to have at least some of my medical school covered um, by scholarships and to have a relatively low undergraduate debt burden. But that is also because I've now been graduated from medical school for 18 years. The debt burdens are typically much higher for the current crop of graduates. So graduating from medical school, I did not necessarily follow the best prescription for financial health. Um, Immediately purchased new cars. They were not expensive cars, but purchased new cars, purchased a home, and settled down to work. And as is typical with new physicians, I did not remain in my first job and I did not remain in my second job. And over time, uh, without a a plan, I was not paying off my student loans, um, was also accruing other debts. And at a certain point, I began to question the supposed uh, lucrativeness of this career that I had chosen. And I started to realize that I had, I had been in the wrong paradigm and that while certainly a physician's salary is a good salary by any measure, if you spend your money um, as if you were making 
two to three times what that actual salary is, you will not be successful. So ultimately, up until coming to that realization, it definitely has delayed my ability to achieve uh, financial independence um, and to be as financially successful as I would have supposed uh would have been easy for me to achieve just from being a doctor. It actually, it is not a magic formula for um, being financially healthy and financially independent. Man, that was, that, that was, that was quite a story. I think a lot of people think, hear the word doctor and they just think money. They just think, Oh, you know, cars, um, Money, cars, and clothes, all a brother knows, you know, to quote the old Biggie Small song. Um, and I think it's it's just so easy to get into the debt cycle, right? Like you went in with, and that's one of the things we want to start. We want to start there, right? You said yeah. you went in and they said, it don't matter how much debt you get, you're going to get, you're going to be justified when you come out on the other side. And I, and I, and I just think that we have got to um, stop ourselves as and stop our children you know going forward like you cannot just take on debt with the promise of getting something back in return because that is you know in some ways you're 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 hoping for something that may never come to pass like for example if you now now you got now thank praise god that you finished medical school you're you know an excellent physician you've been doing it for years you've stayed in the career that's great. But what if you hadn't? What if you washed out? You know, everybody doesn't make it. You know, they're smart people. Everybody's smart. Can't be a doctor. I consider myself to be a smart person. I don't consider myself to be ability to be a doctor. So what I'm saying is a lot of people that are probably like myself who got into medical school, got a bunch of loans and didn't finish. And they're still stuck, you know, paying those loans off. So I think that that's another thing, too. It's like not only is taking those loans on risky from a standpoint of, well, you've got to get a job, but it's like, You've also got to stay at a certain level in your career and make a certain amount of money, or otherwise never pay it off. I mean, you talked about we, we you know, I, we're not going to talk about how much you know say we make because this is you know we don't want to be that transparent. Let's keep it real, but let's just say you're making fifty thousand dollars, you know, coming out of college or whatever, and you got forty thousand dollars worth of debt. That's that's something you may never be able to get out of because you think well, the thing the thing that I want to kind of frame in this first thing is gross and 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 net. And, and what that is, right? And I think a lot of times we look at things the wrong way. For example, let's just say, going back to that example, 50K, you say, man, I make, I'm making 50K. And that sounds good, right? Like, I mean, if you're coming out of college, that's not bad. And you're like, I got 40K in debt, so I can, I can pay it off, right? Well, here's the thing. That 40K is gross. Your, 40K, your, your debt is 40K gross, and it's growing interest, more than likely. And then your yes. 50K is net and it's losing, it's being taxed, and the taxes are going up as we speak. So it's like you think you're making 50k, you're really taking home maybe 30k. Let's just be a little, you know, let's just round 40%, right? 40% tax. So you're taking home 30k, and you got 40k in debt, and you gotta live. By the way, it's not like okay, you're now now you can just put all that money towards debt. That's that's another story in itself, right? Like if you live with your parents, that's that's another story too, right? We may have to cover right. that, but. You're living on your own. You got 30k. You got to make your rent. Say your rent's $500 a month, which is not even realistic. Let's say it's $800 a month. Probably a little more realistic. So you're talking about you're spending nearly um, 10 grand 
on rent. So now you got 20 grand left, right? You're going to have some kind of vehicle unless you live in, in one of the major cities. If you live in D.C. or New York or someplace that has great mass transit, you have some kind of car. Assuming you don't even have a car payment. We're not going to give you a car payment. You've got insurance. So then you've got an insurance payment, $100 a month, just say. So, you know, you're adding that. Then you've got your food. you got, you know, maybe two or $300 a month for food. So now that's between insurance and food, that's another $400. So you're talking about now I'm up to basically fifteen grand, and I've gotten a place to live. I got my insurance and I've gotten food. I mean, factored in gas or any other type of, you know, insurance, renter's insurance, which, you know, if you're living in an apartment or something, um, let's say you want to take a vacation. You want to buy some Christmas gifts. You want to buy some clothes because your clothes get old. You want to buy some shoes. Um, you want to buy another TV because Black Friday. It's like you see how the money's going so fast. And wait, you still got that 40 grand in debt. It ain't going nowhere. And it's, and it's only and you're making minimum payments. So now you make a minimum payment. You're paying $40 a month. On a forty thousand dollar debt, and yeah, it might be low interest because it's a student loan, right? We're not even gonna get into the credit card loans yet. It might be three and a half percent, but it's still you're still making minimum payments. So you're gonna be spending forty years paying off that that debt, and it's gonna end up being eighty thousand dollars or fifty. You know, it's gonna, not necessarily eighty, but it's just gonna be you know a lot higher. So I think going back to the beginning is just helping ourselves frame debt. And, and, and looking at debt as gross and, and our income as net and, and being more realistic about how much money we make. Like if you make six figures, if you make 100K, you don't really make 100K. You make like 60-something K, depending on how you got your taxes set up. Depending on, you know, depending on how I was, like I say, let me, depending on how y'all withholding situation is, you know, you might be between 60 and 65, maybe 70 if you got a really good situation with your taxes. So now it's like you're not really making six figures. So now it's like you're basing your lifestyle on six figures, but you're only making seventy thousand dollars, and that's how you can't get out the cycle, cause you, cause you think you're making, and that's and people say, well, athletes, how do they go bankrupt? Because they got a ten million dollar contract, but it's really a six and a half million dollar contract, but they buy, but they buy eight million dollars worth of stuff. So now they're negative one and a half million dollars in debt, waiting on the next year's contract to get back right, and the cycle continues. So I think. We have to really, really, really educate ourselves on that gross net difference and, and understand that. And that and that's big. Um, and, and part of that is budgeting, which, we, which we, we, we're not going to necessarily get into on this show. But just I wanted to just kind of do that. I hope I didn't hijack your answer. But I just really felt based on what you said and those things that those are things that people overlook and, and justify. Right. Justify going to debt because oh, I'm going to get a good job. It's going to work out. Everything's going to be fine. And then. And then overestimating the amount of money they're actually getting once they actually get in the job. If they do complete the task, if they do complete the journey as you did, you still don't make as much as you did, but you have more debt than you ever imagined. So it's, it's an incredible thing that um, that you have to uh, work work and figure out. I agree completely. And that really was a turning point for myself when I started to frame my situation that way and better be able to understand the question of where did the money go? Uh, which feels as eternal as the question, where's the beef? Uh, literally, you're looking around saying, I thought I was going to have something and it's just not here. And reality checks are vital if you're trying to make something of yourself and provide some future assistance for your family not to the extent most of us 
uh, will not be able to prevent our children from ever having to work, but we can certainly give them a boost and a head start that maybe we didn't enjoy. I think that's perfect. I think that's a perfect way to, to sum up, you know, our first uh, episode. Like I said, we, we love to hear your guys' feedback um, as, you know, what we can do. We definitely are just continuing to, like I said, this is our journey together as, you know, family. As you heard in the intro, you know, brother, sister, and cousin, you know, financial literacy, you know, relative currency. That we, we are learning and growing in this journey, and we're sharing it with you because, you know, that's that's the true, true way that people do it. I mean, that's the way that, you know, a lot of the wealthy have all the secrets and they keep and they and they keep it to themselves. But they're, we're going to break out of that box. We're going to break you out of that box. And um, we thank you, like I said, for for joining us on this inaugural episode. Please subscribe uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play podcast. Um, there's more. We have more um, ag- aggregators coming. I'll, I'll, I'll keep listening to them as we get get listed. But start there spread the word share it uh like i said we want to thank you guys for listening alicia thank you for sharing being so honest so transparent on on this episode and um looking forward to uh continuing to uh fine-tune the financial literacy for the middle class thank you for listening to relative currency please subscribe to the podcast on itunes google play stitcher and other major podcast platforms